The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Everyone and welcome to Connected. This is the Side Street Studio Arts Podcast where we talk to the community about the arts. Um, and this particular episode is part of our Vote Local uh, special series about the art in politics. Um, I am Erin Rayberg. I'm one of the founders and executive directors of Side Street Studio Arts. And I'm interviewing city council candidates about their involvement in and support of our area art scene. Today, I am joined by Councilman Corey Dixon. Hi, Corey Dixon. Hey, Erin. Thank you for having me. And thank you to all the listeners for taking the time to, uh, to hear us out today. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We're going to dive right in. And I like to start with your Elgin story. So what what are you doing in Elgin? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I love telling this story, right? Because it uh, incorporates like so many parts of the person that I am today. So I'll try to give like a quick rundown, an overview of, of, of who I am. So Corey, me, I was uh, born and raised here in Elgin. Uh, my family came to Elgin in 79, a few years before I was born. So I was born in 82. I'm a Virgo for those who care about <laughs> uh, I, um, I attended U46 school. So I, I attended, uh, in my earlier years, I actually lived in Schaumburg, although I was born here in Elgin. Uh, so I went to elementary school in Schaumburg, and then I came back to Elgin in middle school, graduated from Abbott, and then attended Larkin. And uh, I was a terrible high school student. I was absolutely terrible. I didn't care about books at all. High school was not my flavor, you know. So I, uh, so I, I was doing terrible, and uh, I had somebody pull me aside and say, "Corey, you need to do better," you know. So. I was uh, I was running around in the streets. I was hanging with a lot of people I had no business hanging with, and uh, I was going to get myself into a lot of trouble. I was literally going to end up dead or in jail. And uh, a very important person in my life by the name of Barbara King, who was a, a former, who was a U46 principal uh, at the time, um, and another person, Joyce Fountain, who's the longest serving school board member uh, for School District U46, basically saved my life and uh, gave me the opportunity to uh, complete my high school degree, my high school uh, uh, diploma. So I actually left Larkin and went to uh, Elgin High School, which is where I graduated from. From there, I went on and uh, I got into college by the skin of my teeth. And I, and I attended a historically black college and university called Grambling State University uh, in central Louisiana which was in the country, which was totally polar opposite from, from Chicagoland and Elgin. Um, but I felt really comfortable in that environment. And, uh, and from there, I got my degree in business management. Uh, it was during my junior year in college uh, that I um, figured that uh, I needed to put some other stuff on my resume. And uh, so I can get a job when I graduated. <laughs> so, so in that search, I started volunteering at um, the local Boys and Girls Club uh, out in Louisiana, Ruston, Louisiana, to be exact. And it was there that I was like, you know what? I really like talking to kids. I really like helping kids and mentoring. And this community work, this volunteering, it actually is 
pretty great and I think I'm pretty good at it, right? So that was how I initially caught the bug for service to others, right? Because at the end of the day, although I've served on city council since, you know, 2017, um, at the end of the day, I, I never looked at myself like a politician or, you know, anybody really in the political scene. I didn't come from that, have no background in that, wasn't raised around that. I mean, I, I mean, voting was barely being talked about in my household, to be, be honest with you. And so I just kind of like naturally developed that, you know, through through the years. And uh, so so but I, I understood at that time that, you know what, I could you know, probably make a career of this some way, somehow in helping others. And I, I didn't even initially have, you know, that was, was even thinking politics. Um, and and uh, so, so I, I got that volunteering. And when I graduated, um, because I wasn't going to switch my major at that point, because I do love business. Um, I said, well, if I ever get the opportunity, I'm going to dive into this community service and kind of just find my way, you know, through all of this. And uh, it was uh, 2007 when I graduated and I became a bank manager for Fifth Third Bank. And then like six months after the market crashed, the housing crisis happened. And that destroyed a lot of people's um, uh, way of life. People lost their houses, their jobs. I mean, lost a lot of money. I mean, our country was devastated. Um, and Elgin was an exception to that. You know, it was a microcosm of what was going on in the larger picture, large, larger scheme of things. Um, but uh, I took that opportunity to do what I, you know, I'd figured out a couple of years prior and say, you know what, I'm gonna get involved with my community. So I started a nonprofit organization that was uh, geared towards mentoring uh, kids. Uh, and that's called the Alliance and James Foundation for Youth. And I still have that. Uh, nonprofit to, to this day, and I still do work, me and my team, under that nonprofit for for community events. Um, and and so uh, it was uh, through me just going out there and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to start volunteering. So what I what I did initially was um, I um, started volunteering. I got a, a fellowship with the Obama campaign, and uh, and so I, I I did that, and uh, and then from there. I also uh, began volunteering on local elections. So uh, people that were running here locally, I just began diving into that. Um, I began, uh, I, I started off uh, on the Image Advisory Commission. I was appointed there uh, by the mayor and city council at the time. And then from there, I went on to the Planning and Zoning Commission um, and served years on, on both of those commissions and some concurrently, I was serving on both. Um, and, uh, and from, and from there, I went on and I did the uh, African American and Hispanic parent leadership with school district U46. I then did the, um, the chambers or the Elgin area chambers leadership Academy too, as well. Uh, from there, I, I was, um, like, you know what, I think I'm gonna go ahead and run for office, you know, and, uh, and I, and I chose city council because, you know, being born and raised from here, uh, I just really cared about the community at the end of the day. I wanted to see kids, the next generation, have a better life. And I wanted to be an example to kids that um, that look like me. And uh, and I also just wanted to serve the entire community and being a representative of somebody who's trying to bring unity. And so my campaign slogan that first year was bringing unity to the community because Living in Elgin is so diverse. It was it was so great. And it was because of that diversity of Elgin that when I went into a university setting, I felt really comfortable and prepared because although it was a historically black college, we did have people from other cultures too as well. And just having that, that background of being able to relate to somebody no matter who they were, no matter what economic the economic status was, no matter what their cultural background was, 
I was able to, um, I was really able to find my own uh, in that university setting. So, uh, you know, uh, so I'm kind of all over the place. I'm trying to sum this all up. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, but yeah, so I, then I went on and got a master's in public administration and concentration in government. Um, I, you know, then I actually literally ran for office. Thank God I was elected. Um, and then since then I've been super busy. So I'm a board member with Food for Greater Elgin. Uh, I am a board member, past board chair and current board member of Greater Elgin Family Care Center. Uh, I'm an executive board member with uh, Alignment Collaborative for Education. Uh, I am a, um, uh, I'm a, I'm a commissioner with the City of Elgin's Liquor Commission. I'm an interim chair of the Human Relations Commissions for the City of Elgin. Uh, in addition to that, I'm the founder of, of um, the uh, Elgin annual back to school barbecue bash, which is where I give away where I've given away thousands of backpacks and school supplies and free meals for the entire community in an entertainment setting. And we do this every year at Wing Park in August, right before the school year starts. Um, you know, I do that. I'm, I also uh, founded a uh, community health health um, fair. So I get uh, health care uh, information and access to insurances. Free, free health insurances to uh, to the community uh, that focuses on the black and brown community because of our, our health disparities that we have. Um, you know, and uh, in addition to that, uh, actually there's a new project that's really interesting, uh, you know, to this conversation is a project called Making Space. Um, so myself and uh, Paige Rover, community member Paige Rover, um, that's the brainchild of us. And uh, we've put together a group in partnership with the Downtown Neighborhood Association, the Cultural Arts Commission, and the Human Relations Commission, uh, and, the, uh, and the Elgin History Museum too as well. We've all come together and from that, we are taking the, uh, the board of uh, art from the Black Lives Matter protest this past uh, summer and uh, and using that to put on community events around this art. So we're going to be commissioning more art. So we're going to be supporting local artists and making sure they're paid and recognized for their art. Um, and then from there, we're also creating, we also have t-shirts of this art. Uh, these t-shirts these will be show, uh, uh, sold and then uh, scholarship is actually created um, off of these, off of those funds. We're also going to be doing a documentary uh, based on the, the movement that took place across the country, but more, more specifically here in the city of Elgin. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm staying super busy. That's a long winded answer of like, you know, all of my, you know, all of my background. Uh, and so, um, yeah, so let's fire away with the rest of the question. You, you hit on a few there. So it, it's good, okay. but you're making me want to ask you one of the things mm -hmm. that I love about hearing people's Elgin stories, um, mm -hmm. specifically in these interviews, is getting folks to understand that a lot of these paths aren't just straight lines, right? Yeah. And and you're talking about when you're a kid, your line might have been all over the place. Yeah. Um, you're, we're not all set up for where we're going to be right now at that age. And the development happens uh, in a lot of different ways. And so getting to a place like you are in with this leadership and involvement um, can look very different from human to human to human and that's okay right yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know i think that's i think that's actually the beautiful part about it because i mean i grew up thinking that you know people who were elected you know they came from a lot of money they were rich you know they were bred for this and and then i come to find out i'm like that's not true 
Like, I didn't come from that background, but I could do that, right? I could do what they're doing, and I think I can actually do it better than what they're doing, right? And I don't think that they're representing a whole section or sections of our society. So I can really speak to some issues that aren't even being brought up, right? So it was, so yeah, you you definitely don't need to have that background. And I think that's the myth. And, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you, you gotta remember like we're, we're nothing but uh, representatives of the people, or at least that's how I look at it. I, I'm, I'm nothing without the people who, who, who elect me, who I represent. And so I'm no better than, um, and they are really the leaders of, of our community. So that's how I approach this job. But yeah, you don't need to have been a Rhodes Scholar in order to go into community service or politics or anything like that. Like the common everyday man needs to be the ones who are in leadership because they understand the struggles of the masses or the majority. You know, coming out of college, I was a choreographer and one of the people I graduated near and around, we were living in Chicago, they handed me a business card that said, so-and-so choreographer did it. And I was like, who gave you that business card? And she was like, I made it myself. And I said, oh, you can just make, you know, it was like (laughs) something cracking open. Oh, you can just be who you are. And, you know, you feel like you have to follow these rules. And there are some, but man, you can break a lot of them too. Listen, it's so great being in 2021, because if anything, the last few years, I've told you that there is no one blueprint. Like you can create your own and you don't need like the blessing, so to speak, of of certain traditional pathways. You have social media, right? Everybody, you know, not everybody, but most people have a computer where they can create things like business cards and things of that nature. And so there's like all this access to, for you to create and be whoever you wanna be, right? And so with that, that's that's beautiful. But with that, it, it's, also a, um, it's also a responsibility to at the same time that you're that you're doing right by that access to social media or just to have those those treated have those pathways so it's a it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. Elgin often calls itself a city of the arts how do you feel about the city's current support of and, and involvement in and what would you do or change or or adapt yeah yeah you know our art scene down, downtown uh, specifically, or around the city, but downtown specifically is really bustling. And a lot of that um, uh, is in, uh, it's because of your organization that we've had so much momentum and we continue to have that momentum going. You know, um, what I would say, like what I would like to see is everything that we're doing just on steroids. So we talk about things like the Cultural Arts Commission and the grant funding that's available. Um, and it's like $50,000 and it goes to some projects and then it goes to some smaller projects and, and increments of like $1,000, I believe that it is. I would actually, that that budget is not nearly enough, right? That budget is not nearly enough. It needs to be twice that, maybe three, four times that really to really encapsulate and to really support the organizations that are out there doing the work. Now we've been, um, we, we, we have commissioned for work and you see artwork throughout the city and that's through the Cultural Arts Commission. So I've always just have made sure that I've supported all of those grant funds, right? I've um, applauded it and I've also said, you know, I don't think that we've had it, we are, we're given out enough money um, for the for our art projects um, uh, to the Cultural Arts Commission. So I do that and then, um, you know, anytime, you know, anytime I can when there is an event 
um, going on in, in downtown Elgin and it's for the art scene. I try to try to show up or bring my family with me too, who's behind me in this this photo that no one can see but you, Aaron. <laughs> uh, and, and so uh, so that so those are the ways that I support it. And then also too with the making space project that that we're doing. Um, I specifically have said, um, hey, we need to make sure that we're supporting our local artists, right? We need to make sure they're getting recognized, that they're being paid. And nobody was opposed to opposed to this at all. Um, but those are the ways in which I like I try to support the our art scene. And and we, even when I have like our events, I have um these uh, back to school bashes, barbecue bashes. Um, I, I get people who are friends, who are personal friends of mine, who are artists and they come out um, and I have them do paintings or I give them that time to express themselves on stage because there's also a uh, entertainment component to that event. So um, so, the, so the arts are really important to me and that's the way that I, I try to support. And I think that if, if everyone just tried to do their part, no one has to do it all. But if you just try to do your part in supporting the arts, recognizing these the the importance of the arts, uh, you know, and wherever you're at, I think that's great. Court, you've mentioned the Making Space project and and where that came from, um, and kind of how it's evolving. Why is that project significant for Elgin right now? Why is something like that necessary, and and why are you throwing your time behind that? Well, we have to we have to do our part in making sure that history is accurately recorded, right? So to me, history is also a part of art because art is an expression of the times that we lived in, right? So if you don't accurately depict that in things that we're doing, right, we can lose that history and therefore we lose that art. So artists really have a very pivotal role in our society, right? So when it comes to this project specifically, you know, we had the, the Black Lives Matter protests, which were um, great here in the city of Belgium. They weren't violent, um, you know, people, leaders emerged, people were very vocal um, and it was great and it was wonderful. Um, and so downtown, we had the boarded up art. And when that came, when that, when those boards went up, it was kind of sad to see that we, that, that we were there, that businesses were actually afraid that their businesses would get broken into. I understand, but it was still sad to see that it had came to that point in our society. Now, the beauty of it though, is that artists were given a chance to give their expressions of the time. Right. And so, taking that art and holding that up and showing like, hey, this is what occurred in Elgin. These, this is the reflection of the residents of Elgin. We had arts of unity. We had arts behind Black Lives Matter. We had arts of peace. We just had some beautiful murals go up of, of George Floyd or, uh, or, 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 or just other people who have uh, tragically died. Um, and so all of, all of that is a reflection of our community. And so what's important to me is that that history is accurately reflected for our community. And you know, being a black guy, I mean, why wouldn't I be supportive of making sure that we uh, that we protect that history and tell that accurate story? And right now, Aaron, we're in Black History Month, right? And so, in Black History Month, Black history is American history. That's 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 one. But uh, Black history is there to make sure that we give people the credit that they normally don't get outside. Uh, 
outside of Black History Month, right? Because our curriculum in our schools, it doesn't really speak to Black history besides a few notable figures like, you know, Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks or maybe Malcolm X, but, you know, really it doesn't go into the full gambit. And so us doing things around art in our downtown, that art that was posted up and, and publicizing that creates conversation. Right. And so we don't want to lose that momentum from the movement of social justice that occurred. And we want to create we want to continue making sure that that conversation is being had in every facet of this community. And so the project is not just for this year or just for the next year. We're building this project to be sustainable for years and years and years to come to continue forcing that conversation as a topic that should be reckoned with you talk about this moment, right? Which the moment keeps stre stretching. It goes back a while now and the moment keeps stretching on with both the Black Lives Matter protests, COVID pandemic, right? Layer upon layer to all of these conversations. Um, because of all of these things, individual artists, arts organizations, presenting organizations are suffering, right? We were some of the first to close and it'll be some of the last to reopen at full capacity, you know, a, 100 people at a battle of the bands in our gallery right now is not a good idea uh, and won't be for a while. Um, so what are you thinking that city support of the arts as a whole kind of coming back to life uh, through this could look like? Do you, is anything being done right now? You're, you know, you're on the council, you can speak a little bit to that. And should more or something different be done like the work you all are doing with making spaces ongoing um, beyond that? Yeah, you know what, you, you know, we have to you know, follow the orders um, to keep people safe, right? We we don't want the we don't want COVID to spread anymore. So we're not opening up venue spaces and allowing it. And it's it, and it's twofold because I know that hurts a lot of businesses. It hurts a lot of organizations that they can't have people in their doors in the way that in, in which they had it before, right? But your number one responsibility when you're someone uh, in leadership, uh, as me, the mayor, and the rest of council are, is that you have to protect people. Right, public safety is number one, and so we hear the organizations and the business saying, "Hey, we want to open up. We'll be safe. You know, we, you know, we'll, we'll take the responsibility. We're adults. We can do the right thing, and and all that kind of stuff. And and that's great, right? But at the end of the day, we have to we have to protect the people beyond the people who are going to be at these events, right? Because what happens is that the it, things begin to spread, they take stuff home, they go to grocery stores, they go to our schools, they go to places for worship or work or whatever. And that's how things spread. So it's not so much about the individual, but it's about that larger impact of the organization. So I'm someone who said, yeah, we have to do what we have to do. And over the last couple of months, we've been able to tamper that back and allow a few more people into these spaces. And so we just have to continue to just be proactive and, and, and pushing our legislators to say with our governor, hey, we, we're, we're doing better here. We need, to, we need to continue to open this up. And I think, that, I think that's something that goes back to the governor too, because a lot of um, the, the state has been broken down into sectors, right? First, it was everything was statewide. It was just a statewide executive order, but now it's broken down to sectors, which allows us to give a little bit more, it gives us a little bit more breathing room as to what we can do. Now, what should we do going forward? Um, you know, when we do, our, when we are allowed to open back up, we have to intentionally, intentionally uh, market our, um, our art scene, 
And I think that we have done that to some degree, but in order to get those artists rejuvenated and back in our and back in our area and doing things and letting them know that we can do that, we have to be very communicative about that. Um, and then we also have to be intentional about pushing um, our art scene. And so a lot of that work goes through our Cultural Arts Commission, but it's not just upon them. It's also the responsibility of, of the mayor and the city council. And then it's uh, also about those lines of communication. What does the art scene want, right? Because I think that we sometimes like behave in, in a way that we have all the answers and we don't. We absolutely don't have all the answers, right? So it's about having those lines of communication open to say, what is it that you want to see? What is it that you want? What is it that the scene needs? What can we do? And then we take we take things from there. I'm an idea guy. I love a good idea. I come up with ideas all the time. Most of them are probably bad, right? But I'm open to listening to others' ideas as to what we want instead of telling people what they need. Tell me what you want and let's see if we can get that done. Um, jumping around a little bit here, we've talked a little bit about downtown and, and that sort of thing. What about beyond downtown? You, you know, um, lots of time, lots of times downtowns are a hub for arts and culture in a city like ours. Um, right. It sounds like you see that is true. What about, you know, moving away from downtown, far west, far east, those sorts of places? Uh, do you see artistic activity out there? Um, should we see more? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I see very little outside of our, our downtown and some of the art pieces that we have around the city um, that, the, you know, that the city has, you know, commissioned and things of that nature. So I live on the west side, right? I've lived on the east side. I, live, I lived on the west side, currently live on the west side with my family. And I was actually thinking about this this morning well, as, it, as it pertains to like the west side integration because I live beyond Randall Road. And that's this part of the city seems like they don't ever even go downtown, right? So, and it's not just about downtown, but you know, they go up and down Randall Road to other communities and we lose a lot of people spending tax dollars somewhere else instead of uh, drawing them here into our city. And then on the west side, we don't have um, we don't have the, a facility on the west side of town where we could gather people from the side of town to say, hey, this is what's going on with the arts. So this is a this is a place where you can um, where where art can be commissioned, where we kind of can facilitate some of those conversations. Most of that stuff is on the east side of the town, downtown and on the east side of the town. Um, so we, we need a hub of some sort on this side of the town to kind of like to draw in the community that's here on the west side. Um, so that that and these ideas cost money, but the long term payoff of creating such a facility, um, a, a community center, for example, um, really will pay dividends in years to come, especially like as our school district. Um, continues to cut funding for the arts. And it seems like every time there's a budget cut, you know, the, the things they incorporate or talk about or have to do with people um, being, uh, being services to others in art, um, those are some of the first things to be cut. So you gotta have, so, so, the, so the community being the city of Elgin, we gotta do our part and continue to facilitating uh, those opportunities for our young people and our people in our art scene, uh, because if they're not gonna be able to get that in school enough, they need to be able to get that out there in their community and have that outlet because art saves lives at the end of the day. It gives that people, it gives people an opportunity to 
it, it gives them that outlet to express themselves. And if you don't have provide that that outlet uh, to a to a community, um, that 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 energy goes elsewhere, and it can be negative. And so um, that's the importance of of having art scene here in Elgin, and one of the things that we can do here on the west side. We only have a couple minutes left, Corey. Is there anything you want to get in here that I didn't ask you about or add to? Uh, anything at all? Well, I, I would just say, you know, you know, over the over the past four years, you know, I talked about a few different things. I talked about homelessness. Um, you know, I was one of the drivers on homelessness, and I, and I still am. And we've made some headway, and we're going to. We have some great projects coming down the line um, that I'm really excited about. Um, and the reason why I'm running for re-election is one of those things. Uh, there's some projects I want to continue to work on. Um, I also uh, talked about public safety. I also talked about social justice. I also talked about sustainability. And we just passed a, a climate resolution uh, to City of Elgin. That's something that's really huge for me. Uh, and I want to start knocking out those initiatives <clears throat> in that in the in, in that uh, in in that healthcare resolution. Oops, sorry, got a call. <laughs> that's all right. I'm glad it was you and not me. I wouldn't have known yeah. where to go. So. <laughs> so. Um, so, so those are the things that you know I've been working over over the last four years and more, uh, and so in these next four years, I want to continue a lot of those projects. When we talk about projects with um, with with the Elgin Police Department, correcting our SRO program, we talk about um, a police review board that we're working on, a police task force, um, and other initiatives that I've been able to get passed and that we're currently working on. So I'm about the work of the community. You know, I I didn't come into this. Um, wanting anything out of it. I came into, into this political realm to do the work of the people because I love this community. And I want people to remember that. There are some people, and, I, and, I, and I'm not naming names or you say anybody you know, in particular, but when you have somebody who really cares about your community, who will, will advocate and go hard for the issues that are important to you. Um, those are the kind of people that you want to have in leadership, right? Because there's no agenda, you are the agenda, the community is the agenda. And so it's really important when we have those pivotal moments in our city, when you can have somebody who's unafraid and unapologetic, that's gonna stand up and say something if it's wrong. And uh, and I've been that person, I'm always gonna be that person. And, uh, and, I, and I really hope that people appreciate that because because um, uh, it's what I love to do and I'm doing it for them and I'm doing it for us and, and my family and your family and friends. And so we just wanna better this community together. So if anybody ever wants to reach out to me, you can always find me on social media, Corey Dixon True, that's T-R-U. Um, and I, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, you can go to my council page. So I'm usually, I'm posting quite often. You can always reach out to me uh, anytime, so. Wonderful. So everyone, we hope you will take all of that information, follow up with Corey if you want to, but put this in your toolkit in order to help you decide who you're going to vote for. The local elections are some of our most important. And there's there's a lot on these ballots coming up, isn't there, Corey? Yeah, yeah, we have a we have a lot uh, going on. And just your point before we before we go, you know, those you hit on something. The local elections are the most important elections that you'll have. These are the people who you can literally touch. They're a phone call away, they're an email or a social media message away. And so we affect you more on the day-to-day -day basis than your president, your congressperson, your 
uh, senator, whatever the case may be, those offices are really important. You should absolutely vote. But we have a low voter turnout when it comes to these local elections. And so literally one vote can determine who is elected and who is not. So please come out and vote. Bring friends with you, family with you. Check to make sure that they're registered. Check to make sure that they voted. The election is March 22nd. Vote early, vote often. April the 6th uh, is the election day. So make sure that, you know, if you hadn't already, make sure that you uh, vote on that day. And uh, in these next few four, four years, I think they're gonna be glorious. If we get out and vote, we know if we get out there and vote, we're gonna have the right people in place where we can continue uh, doing the work of the community, so. Councilman Corey Dixon, thank you so much for joining me today. We appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you, Erin. I appreciate your time too as well. I hope we didn't go over that 32 minutes. <laughs> we, we might have, but as long as it was encouraging people to vote, I'm okay with that. Okay. So. Okay. Right. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Check out Connected. Check out Side Street Studio Arts on all the social medias, um, and we'll keep these podcasts coming to you. Have a good day, all. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.